0: Hello listeners, welcome to a new episode of B-Swiss Ravcast. I am one of your hosts, my name is Greg Smith, and I am joined by the illustrious Ryan Hogan. You're so illustrious. So
1: illustrious, it's mainly it's really just talking about my complexion. I am a pale, pale man. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, no, no flash needed, just angle my bare chest towards the sun. Oh boy. <laughs> Any light source, but um... Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everybody.
0: Welcome. Thanks for coming back. Uh, Today on the podcast, we are going to bring back Forcing the Issue. Now, Ah, yes, it's been a while, so I'm going to run through generally what we're talking about. Uh, Forcing the Issue is a segment in which we talk about how to force a particular archetype in a draft. So we've done this before. In Innistrad, we did the blue-green spider-spawning mill-yourself deck.
1: Before it was cool.
0: Yeah, but before it would, no, for sure. That like was we the like first
1: week that we... we yeah, noticed. it
0: was pretty early on in that format that we figured that one out. We've done other things like trying to draft Hexproof plus Auras in M12. <laughs> that one didn't pan out so well. In fact, I think in this set, with fewer Hexproof creatures, it might actually be a better strategy mm-hmm. just to load up on the Primal Hunt Beasts and mm-hmm. Mark of the Vampires you or... Slap anything on. Yeah, Tricks, Mark tricks mark all of them. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to talk about forcing an archetype. Now, the big caveat here is that forcing doesn't always work. Sometimes you go into a draft with the express purpose of drafting one specific archetype and it doesn't work. Your mm-hmm. deck sucks. So, keep that in mind like this isn't a strategy we're necessarily advocating. We just like to do this segment every once in a while to talk about fun archetypes and just silly things you can try to do in Whatever the draft format happens to be, and that's what it should be, right? It should be forcing, forcing the silly deck,
1: forcing the, forcing the deck that isn't terribly obvious or takes a certain amount of hacking in order to just hoard all the pieces for this archetype. Where it's not something like we're going to force red green beats. I mean, the hexproof aura guy deck was like, mm, maybe a little bit more, not 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 terribly far out there, but compared to something like spiders, where at first glance. Looked pretty pretty ridiculous, and you know was very very fun to draft too. Yeah, yeah, I like forcing it when it's when it's something crazy, when it's something that you would have to be crazy to force. Maybe
0: <laughs> ultimately, the best ultimately, what it comes down to is you you want to get value out of the late picks that no one else wants. Yeah, and because you can prioritize what's important for forcing the deck early, and then after that, just scoop up all the. The swag, all the crap that nobody else is interested in drafting. And so today, Ryan, your yes. favorite draft deck in the format? Are we going to... Would you yeah. go so far?
1: Uh, Yes, yes. That, that's not even far to say it at this point. I mean, okay. it's a corset, so I feel like some of the... You know, some of the value, some of the replay value uh, gets found out really fast. That, uh, that it's not terribly interesting. Like, the archetype should be pretty clear, you know. But this one is probably the least obvious, because... It's a bunch of bad rares. Yeah. <laughs> it's like forcing an issue and requiring to get multiple bad rares is maybe not like, maybe not the best strategy. But that's not what this deck is about. It's about doing the most
0: ridiculous thing you can possibly do. So, so describe to us the premise of this deck. What are the key cards that we're looking okay. to, to find? What are the bad rares so, we want?
1: So the yeah. So the bad rares I think can be broken down into tiers where you're mainly trying to ramp into. Either ramp into an awesome Sands or a much more awesome uh Touch of the Eternal Door to Nothingness victory.
0: <laughs> uh, Sands, you mean Sands of Delirium? Sands
1: of Delirium. Sands of Delirium. Okay. Um, so ramp so, into a mill. Yeah, you want to ramp into finish. Yeah, just ramp into something uh, ridiculous. And I mean, obviously the three cards that I just mentioned. The Sands is the Sands is good. But then you have cards like Boundless Realms, Touch the Eternal, Door to Nothingness, you know, cards Gilded Lotus, uh the occasional wits end um cards that yeah.
0: yeah Alright, exactly. wits <laughs> end. Yeah. Cards that you don't necessarily now I'm in.
1: worry about getting in the first uh in the first pass. So in that sense, it's you know a perfect first in the issue where so long as, you know, there's some someone online that really needs five cents and is gonna hack <laughs> that rare, or maybe five cents, then you should get most of these cards um on the wheel. Uh Diabolic Revelation
0: is another key one that's the one that allows you to diabolic tutor for x, x cards. yes yes exactly so
1: okay. i mean uh, basically uh, oh, there it if, is. if you can name a rare that costs more than seven you just you want it in this deck <laughs> you just you slam those guys and then uh so the base is you need to be green to ramp into it and then it's green red or green blue or some combination of those where uh so why do you, you want, want to be why would you want to be in green red what just, are the advantages of green red well the green is the basic one where you sure. want you want far seeks, you want ramp. So you want far seeks, uh you wheel the ranger's paths all the time. And uh so basically you want to yeah, you're ramping and fixing and then you're getting to seven, hopefully on turn four. You know, turn five, turn four, something like that. You want to be you want to be ready to cast your ridiculous stuff. So of course with that sense you always want the really the So, the so green uh, we got
0: why we want to be green. Why do, why would
1: we want to be red? And then red or blue is uh because you can get access to any, well, of course, the thread, any of the removal. There's no, you know, no mystery there. You can get the x spell, the Volcanic Geyser, which is actually, I think as a lot of people figured out, you don't even want it over Spear a lot of the times. So spear is right. just much more efficient. And then if you're having to spend, you know, six mana just to do more damage than the Spear, it's not necessarily uh, very it's good when you're close, like in yeah. a very aggressive deck sometimes. So while in this deck, if you can, you know... Ramp to seven mana. Yeah, ramp up to, you know your 15 uh 16 17 mana after <laughs> after your uh you know boundless or endless horizons and i say like 15 16 17 because you could have evolving wilds and it's very likely you'll have some evolving wilds so when you play boundless realms and have all your lands on the table it may not be you know the full the full complement of lands cuz of duels and uh okay. duels and wilds anyway so red for that red for looting and red for wild guests, which is actually fine in the absence yeah, of card blue where you have Archaeomancers, Divinates, Fog banks is just like just everything <laughs> you want to buy. Yeah. yeah. So So yeah, you get to you get to value the defensive dudes. Obviously Entrancer is gonna be fine as a random defensive dude that can, you know, win when plan A fails.
0: Okay.
1: I mean I think everyone is probably on board for when you have a control deck and you have an Entrancer or two. That that plan B or sometimes plan A is really really good in this format
0: yeah so another thing to keep in mind here is we're talking about the archetype as being red green or red blue but because we're splashing for things like door to nothingness and (laughs) diabolic revelation touch of the eternal yeah we we essentially can play any card right yeah
1: the idea is you load up on far seeks you load up on fixing card draw and with boundless i mean with boundless you're not too worried about you're not too worried about if you can get lucky enough to get Boundless or get Gilded Lotus. Like the splashes, obviously, become quite a bit, quite a bit more bearable. And okay. you're splashing, you know, you're splashing the seven drop uh, cards. But you're splashing the Diabolic. You're splashing the Touch of the Eternal. Maybe you know, if it ever happens, the door to nothingness win, <laughs> which would just be the best win you'll ever get in your entire life. Have of you course. have you slammed the door on anybody yet? I haven't slammed the door. I've uh, I've only slammed the sands. So. Okay. Yeah, the uh, Gilded Lotus into a Boundless Realms, a couple turns later for seven, and untapping with 14 land Gilded Lotus and slamming sands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Woof. That, that's a two-turn clock. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so, so, I guess, here's my main question, is if we're splashing for all of the worst rares we can possibly find... Why not just splash for all the best cards we could possibly find?
1: Oh yeah, you can do that too. I mean <laughs> It's not like, you know it's not like you have to just take bad rares. The idea is if you start to take these cards, they all synergize very well by wanting to have they're all gigantic, you know, more or less EDH cards. But in this format you have at the common spot, uh ramp fixing and far seek, you got double ramp and uh ranges path. And if you can start quite a bit of these rares are ramp as well, so, I mean, you can play these cards in this format more so than I think it was first apparent, just because they're all, all these rares are bad, but they all synergize somewhat well. I mean, Boundless Realm synergizes with just about everything you want to do in this deck. Um, Lotus is fine, of course, is ramp fixing, and then any assortment of rare finishers that you get, it's great. So... I mean, there's the great ones, like, uh, at the top end, you know, Sphinx is always good, of course. Stormtide Leviathan becomes much, much better in this deck. Um,
0: Can I throw out a couple other cards that, yes. uh just questioning? So you, you've talked about Wit's End. Would you ever play, would you play Omniscience?
1: That's what I wondered. Um, I think by the time you cast Omniscience, if you've ramped into it, you cast everything else. Like, Omniscience... Costs 10 mana. Costs 10 mana. So, I mean, at that point... I don't know what situation you would want that because oh yeah, Greg is over here uh, tickling a picture of Nickel Bolas and With, yes, that yeah. is a card you could definitely play. All I right. mean, like I just pretty much said, if it costs more than seven mana, you're probably going to play the card. Hamlet, back Goliath. Fuck, why not? No <laughs> right. oh, single red, that's easy. <laughs> Slapping tricks on him. Let's just see if we can do it. Yeah, there's also the, uh, I think the ultimate is what is it, Thragtusk and Obliterate would be, I mean, this is, of course, takes opening a Thrag Tusk, but as far as ridiculous things that you can do is concerned, this, was a, this has got to be one of them, because, well, Obliterate takes away everything. You get a Thrag Tusk. So.
0: Wait, Obliterate? Is Obliterate the set? You, you get a beast. Are you talking about Planar Cleansing?
1: What's the the ridiculous red one? I almost want to call oh, it Obliterate. Oh, wor- world, world, world Fire? World Fire? Yeah. So, Nine mana. Exile, exile all, all, cards from all, all permanents. <laughs> Yeah, so we both go to one, and we have a 3-3. All right. <laughs> I like our chances there. Yeah, it's not I so mean, bad. I mean, of course, it takes opening, you know, Thrag Tusk, but...
0: All right, well, there's a dream we can try to live. Yeah. Well, how how much are you willing to dirtle? Trading Post? Oh, uh, quite a bit.
1: Okay. <laughs> trading Post, Um, we had the Trading Post in the last time I drafted this, and only have a picture of it. Unfortunately, didn't have the actual uh, draft video up. But, yeah, Trading Post was fine, just getting rid of... Uh, getting rid of random draws, turning some random cards into value after we've ramped. I mean, not the greatest form of value, but a lot of times it was just gaining forward to buy us a few turns, and then um, pitching the ramp spells when the ramp spells lost their value, or Wiles lost their value, or something like that, which is... That's yeah, fine.
0: Nothing yeah. nothing too small. So you mentioned Touch of the Eternal. You touched on Touch of the Eternal? <laughs> <laughs> Yuck, yuck, yeah. Yuck. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, yeah. normally I would look at this and be like, well, how many permanents am I really going to have? But if we do have a boundless if, realms, if you have a boundless,
1: you're going to have, you have at like, least 15. I can't see you ever having cast a boundless and then play touch and have less than 15. So, to reset I mean, your with life just total a few to 15 things,
0: every time? Like right there, with, that with yeah, any just sort on land.
1: of land. Yeah. yeah, with yeah. Anything, any sort of board, you're pretty much resetting your life total to 20. So they really have to alpha you for the win in one turn and there's not many cards that do that or not many board states so
0: right like, and beyond that if it does if you do get touch of the eternal online then if you do have some sort of mill package with entrancers or with the sands of delirium then you're really you're good to go yeah. because i mean yes you've probably milled a lot of your own lands out of your deck but you also are you have active mill on them if you have one of those other two cards. Yeah. so um we've talked about the rares i want to talk about what commons and uncommons we need to prioritize drafting this deck you talked about far seek
1: far seek is the you talked about I think i've called the rampant growth possibly a few times sure but, uh, but uh, yeah uh, Farseek. Farseek is definitely one of the the best commons to get
0: ranger's path
1: ranger's path uh hopefully we can count on wheeling that out of packs where it's in between a couple picks okay that is one of the of course the benefits of drafting this deck is you can wheel quite a bit of the cards if you want so so that we- should be maybe prioritized but where it stacks up against, I mean, where it stacks up against removal or certain draw spells, depending on if you're in blue or red, that's debatable. I mean, wheeling wild guess seems to be something that you can also count on, but... Um,
0: what kind of creatures do we want in this deck, like commons thinks, and uncommons?
1: Uh, If you're blue, um, Arcane Archaomancer and Trancer. Those are the... The two big ones.
0: Okay, now those are both four drops. I, I mean, how much? <laughs> yeah, how much success you really have you want had?
1: To every single far seek. So you're passing your four drops on turn three. I mean, if you okay. have, okay, that's I, fair. I've ended up with three far seeks, four far seeks somewhere. Yeah, I guess three and four. The two times I've I've tried to do it. So playing four drops early is not necessarily the hardest thing to do. Um, hatchling is sometimes perfectly fine. Uh, if you want to dip into uncommons, like I said, fog bank is is up there. Uh, Prey upon becomes crap in this deck. Uh, you usually just have guys where maybe you have one power. <laughs> so how about Arbor Elf? Are you
0: prioritizing those two, yeah, or did the I think Arbor Elf is fine because enough.
1: what you want to do is even though it doesn't fix, what you want to do is hit a ranger's path with a you want to hit an early ranger's path and then cast your seven drops early because you really you really can't afford usually to just sit around and do nothing because a lot of your guys obviously don't apply pressure. They yeah. may not have substantial bodies, and you have a lot of, you just have a lot of filler, a lot of ramp filler, I should say, to to get to these big cards. So if you're not ramping, and you're not hitting the early path, then you're essentially two turns behind, and that's yeah. In this format where it can be fast enough, that can just be that can just kill you.
0: Yeah, so. this this strategy seems pretty cold to any sort of aggressive deck, and I'm trying to wonder like, do we need to prioritize cards like? I guess we're not playing base black, but cards like Giant Scorpion, cards like the Death Touch Spider, the uh, Deadly Recluse.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. The Recluse. The Recluse would be something that. Uh, that yeah, seems like a high pick. Yeah, like, yeah, very, very would you pick, pick
0: that over a Far seek at any point? That's a good question.
1: Um, I think if you can afford to. Yeah. So let's say but you have. At, at the same time, I think the Farseek might be so critical that okay. if you don't feel like, if you don't feel there's a good chance to wheel it based on the what strength of the pack or yeah. the other green cards in the pack, then you might just have to take it and just figure that although the recluse is uh, the recluse is awesome, your deck just doesn't, just flat out doesn't work without a good amount of far seeks and rangers paths so, okay. it's like yeah, you're taking more or less removal over one of the, probably the key card in the deck, the key comments
0: what do you what do you think about Agent of bolus in the blue oh, yeah. green version? Yeah, that seems absolutely. fine, right? Because you're Bullis. playing. Uh, yeah, excuse absolutely. me, Augur bolus not Agent.
1: Yeah, because you're playing. Yeah, if it just gets you one ramp spell here there, I mean, if it gets you any spell, you're and just as, pretty fine about it. And has as a one three,
0: it seems good on turn two in this deck. Okay. Um, anything else you want to touch on as far as like key cards or things you need to be aware of?
1: Uh, just that it's, you know, the most awesome deck you can possibly draft. It's, <laughs> I mean, if you drafted everything else, you've drafted White, Black, Exalted, Red, Green, Beats. Yeah, Red, yeah, I don't know. Any, any sort of normal deck. This is, it's such, it's such an extreme away from everything else that every other deck does, and it's such an extreme from just about any other archetype in the last, I mean, how many sets? When was the last time you can, what your plan was, was to ramp into... Fifteen or so lands off some endless horizons and win with a door, or win with a mill in two turns, or reset your life total. Like you're playing your own little game of EDH in a core set limited format. So yeah, just draft it whenever possible. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying it's good, but if you're willing to spend a few bucks to to have some fun, I highly recommend it.
0: Yeah, this seems like a strategy more for a Swiss queue than for. And that
1: was that's the last thing where in Swiss. Yeah, people hack rares. It seems like quite a bit more. Or, what you're also banking on is that people know these cards aren't good, so they <laughs> yeah. don't take them. So it's almost like, almost thinking like playing in an eight four, playing in the most competitive queue, where people are less inclined to take uh, any of these rares for a nickel over something for their sideboard, and where there's you know presumably better players, so they value these cards properly as being you know junk unless you have the critical mass of them. Then you're probably more likely to get it. Yeah, you're probably more likely to get it in the eight four, or you're much more likely to get it when people are redrafting rares in like your competitive pod <laughs> back home. But
0: yeah, so I guess that's a great point. I mean, the my concern is that despite maybe being in a, like an eight four, you say you'll have a better chance of getting the cards, mm-hmm. but. Because you're probably also playing against better players with better decks, maybe you won't be able to have as much "quote unquote" fun playing the deck if you only get to do yeah, one round and then you're out. Two games, yeah. yeah. If you play two games and you just get crushed by an aggressive like white-red deck or something, right?
1: Yeah, I mean if you're if you're doubting the true strength
0: of this awesome <laughs> deck, <laughs> I at, at this point, I haven't drafted it yet, so I'm yeah. doubting it a little bit. And that's kind of why I'm. And a, a, you should. It's because it takes opening up
1: quite a bit of rares mm-hmm. in order for the deck to work, but when it hasn't worked for me, I've generally just been some sort of uh, blue-green ramp uh, mill control deck of some sort. I mean, because you're going to prioritize the ramp spells, so whether or not the paths end up making the deck, you, your fallback plan, like the shell of all the other cards without the rares, should be something that's got a shit ton of value off of Archaea answers and all your draw spells and... Uh, yeah the Entrancers, if you prioritize those then you still have your your finishers you should, your backup plan becomes your your main plan okay so well, it's that's... not like you'll be completely without cards i mean when you're starting to take far seeks over deadly recluses and Ranger's pats over you know, something else that might be good you've lost a lot
0: of value on a few picks okay uh so i kind of want to wrap this up and just get to drafting yeah. the deck so, we're yeah. we're going to kind of have a little companion piece We're going to have a draft video to go along with this very short episode and i'm hoping uh sometime soon either this week or next week i can we can do this again with a different archetype maybe one that's a little more straightforward we've talked about maybe doing the exalted deck or a mono green deck uh or if we can think of some other archetype that we're really excited about and we think would be fun to kind of have a forcing the issue segment on we'll we'll talk about that but yeah, thanks for listening. You can email us at eastwestdraftcast at gmail.com if you would like to see a specific archetype, one or the other. You can also let us know about that on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at EWDraftCast. Ryan doesn't do Twitter because he is a chump. <laughs> and uh, Or you can let us know on Facebook. Search for us on there. And you can also just go to eastwestdraftcast.com and let us know via, I don't know, a comment on one of our posts there. Anyway, thank you very much for listening and enjoy the draft video. Three O's coming up.